0: You deserve it, and you know what else? You're welcome. You know, I, I just want to say to all the listeners, I have to say thank you. This has been okay, so it's our hundredth show. Um, and I remember when I started, my mom was alive, and mm. we used to have her on the show. Uh, she gave Hamda advice. Yeah, she and on, Mara Wilson and, on the show. Yeah, uh, and. Uh, you know it's just been a journey of it's a 100 i mean it's a it's a great accomplishment and i i love doing this podcast uh i you know i thank C, cbs play Dutch for asking me to do it um because i had always wanted to you know and then i just needed the the push so uh but i i got to thank all the guests who've been on i i, I don't think we had one dud guest no not at all i mean and, i mean we've had dud a dud co-host for of the entire course. time certainly um but it's been i mean god it was it's like
1: it's amazing yeah well i think a lot of people would agree with you on that dud co-host thing um
0: i definitely is oh, been, it has been an honor to be a part oh, of. oh stop should we read the last um the, the, uh, did you see the last one we got um no you know the- we get some mail and i just want to say um uh at judygold.com we do get some mail where the fuck is it but did you see the last one Um uh, let me see i'm just and out. they hated you um, oh of course yeah uh, i'm sure
1: well, i get a lot of those i get a lot of really nice ones too so i appreciate right so i think people think you really hate me
0: no they don't yes they
1: do they That's do why they not
0: hop on this- you just you know you're annoying you know home. you're annoying, and that's why all right, let's see. Well you help that a little bit. Hennessy, you're annoying. <laughs> okay, you are annoying. I'm just pointing it out. Okay, Thank let's you. see. Uh I Judy learned- Frankel, she loves us. Uh, I can't stop laughing when I hear the bell so I bought a bell and I thought I'll ring it to give my special needs daughter positive affirmations when she does something great but she didn't want me to ring it she wanted to ring it herself so now whenever she hits the bell I laugh because it makes me think of your podcast come on that's fucking awesome we love you Judy Frankel
1: Um, I've got a couple here I love Judy All right, go ahead okay i have a uh, amy here says hi judy i heard about you recently because i saw you as a guest on the late show with stephen colbert mm-hmm. i then decided to check out your podcast and i have to say i'm disappointed i'm only now hearing about you you're so awesome i'm trying to get through all of your podcast episodes and loving it p.s i googled ruth hyman and i'm pretty sure i found her pick you should check it out if you haven't already oh, LOL. I, I met ruth hyman yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, do
0: you ever come to canada all the best amy i like that one thanks amy That's good. I like that one. Wait, I have more. Um, Um,
1: I have one, too, when you're ready. All right, you go. Here's another love one from Betsy. I've been listening since podcast number one. You keep getting better and better, and so does Hennessy. We have very little in common, but I don't care. I know you don't give a shit because you are beautiful and smart. You put me in a good mood. I loved your yoga pants voice on Dr. Oz. I knew immediately it was you, and they should have given you more credit and applause and talked about you. <laughs> Cute. I will stop kissing your ass now. Happy Thanksgiving. Looking forward to more Judy and more. Oh, that's Hennessey. an old one. That's an old. Doesn't matter. Um, we haven't
0: read it yet. Whatever. Wait, there's I got to read the one that was so mean and I was like, oh, I, I'm so, and I actually felt bad that you that you saw it. Do you know who I'm talking about? Um, I don't know. There's a few of them. It was one. <laughs> um, Wait, is it this one? oh look at this one I uh I am new listener to your podcast and started listening after I heard you on wait wait don't tell me I was on ask me another but I'm dying to do wait wait don't tell me don't you think I'd be so good on wait wait don't tell me that would be great and I just work with the guy whatever yeah, you should email him I whatever I would that's like when people say oh you should you should get a job but if at you Saturday. just worked with him you could email him and say I hey did, I It it was Uh, great working with you again. All right, motherfucker! I would have recognized you, but not your name. Anyway, Kill Me Now has been a huge help to me in the past few months. I'm not a lesbian or a Jew, but I'm a woman. (laughs) With severe anxiety and Kill Me Now has made me feel less crazy and has been very therapeutic. I just listened to your episode with Rosie and it was so reassuring. Just want to say thank you. I'm on meds, and the thing I hate most is when people ask me why I'm not married and I don't have children. Also when people say I didn't know to get out of stupid mistakes. Who the fuck asked people that? That is so fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Look, Delora, pirates, uh, fuck them. That's their shit. Ain't <laughs> me, cause they're jealous. Cause they're yeah. fucking married and have children, and they're fucking miserable. I <laughs> had, I had a pit. You know, I, I, you know, my anxiety is, it's, it's weird. Cause some days I wake up, and I'm like, uh oh, you know, I'm it's bad. Yeah, you know that the yeah. day is going to Yeah, be and I'm hard. on edge. So, uh and then I have to do my like things that I learned, you know. Mm. Like I lay there and I'm like, "Okay, you're going to get up. You're going to go in the bathroom, you're going to pee, you're going to brush your teeth, you're going to go make coffee." But you know, that's what I have to do. That's how that's how I live. You uh, know. We thank you for it. <laughs> uh, and this morning I woke up, I don't know what the fuck dream I was having. And I was like anxious, but I was like, you know what, you're gonna be fine. You're gonna go make coffee. And I realized I had already made the coffee. I had a program for Ben, so. Isn't that like a little present though? Yeah, I love that. I love it like when you you also like find a dollar in your, like I'm telling you, I could find any fucking, a dollar bill would make me, so happy if I found yeah, anything I that I'm that not too. expecting. Go.
1: When you when you need to start wearing okay. your jacket again at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um okay, so here from uh Thomas. Judy, please, Hennessy has to go. She is ruining your podcast. Mm-hmm. Why don't you do a search? Okay, wait, then he has oh, a really yeah. good idea. Okay, yeah, wait, yeah, wait like for this. it. Wait for it. It's such a good idea. Yeah. Oh my god, Thomas. O M Jez. Uh-huh. Why don't you do a search? As part of your show, for a guest host. There are a million gay guys who would die to sit with you. I would laugh, love, and support you in a professional manner. Unfortunately, I live in Sun City, Arizona with my ailing 88-year-old father. Ay If ay! W- if I wasn't, I would annoy you into an audition. OMG, you are a hilarious superstar. I love you, Judy. XOXO, Thomas. Thomas hates you. Yeah, Thomas hates me because I make him feel like less of a man.
0: God, why are you so annoying? <laughs> why are you annoying? Seriously. It is true, though. No, seriously, let's talk about this. Why else
1: would he hate me? Other than a lot well, of men. Look, I get this from gay men a lot, and I want to talk about it for a second. This is okay. my kill me now moment. All right, go. I get this from gay men a lot. This type of response. And not just from this podcast. In life in general. It's like, gay men hate me because I claim right because i quote think i'm a dude and for some reason it it like it makes their penis shrink so much well i get it cuz I, I look like a chick and i'm a dude and so you're not attracted to that maybe but there's but
0: plenty of gay men who were very feminine there are
1: but um, right? they don't have a problem with them uh, they are they are you know born with a right. biology of a male or whatever right, it right, is, right. and so it, it doesn't uh, offend them or affect them. But it's it's for some reason. I mean, men in general, but gay men have a certain like real to me. That's like let's oh, do that one more tra- time. Uh, to tra- to trans men in general, it's like oh, you think you're a man, whatever. And maybe it is because you're effeminate, Thomas. And um,
0: and I All look right, like a girl. So Thomas I'm, is living with his ailing father, mother, eighty-eight years old. I oh, I thought it was his father. It's whatever. the father. Read it. Patrick, what do you think of trans men? What do I think of that? Yeah, like, do because you feel less of a man? No, I don't at all. But men think See, that. Patrick's good, and he's so straight. You are, like, the straightest person. Do you have any gay friends? Well, he's secure in his masculinity. He's, yeah. he's, gay you man. do? I have a gay friend,
2: yeah. Who?
0: He moved to, uh, Brian. Brian. He moved to the West Coast. How was he, how, how, when did you find out he was gay? A
2: couple years, well, a lot of people knew. Right. But we found out, he told us a couple years ago.
0: Did you grow up with him? No, I met him in college. Oh, and you didn't give a shit, right? did no, Where'd you go to college? Seton Hall. Seton Hall in New Jersey! Yeah! Oh, here's Henry. Let's end it with a message. Hi, Hen, you're on uh, my podcast. What's going on?
2: I'm on your podcast? Yeah. Oh, um, do you have quick fight?
0: <laughs>
2: Why? Uh uh because i don't have quick pay and this kid the same for summer in bloomington is graduating and he wants to sell his smart tv which is the one we have in uh in, uh in like the video game room at mama's mm-hmm. and uh it's and he's selling it for a hundred dollars it's like a thousand dollar tv oh
0: and we're and good, said, can we put it in ben's room in your room
2: yeah he just said he well yeah what do you mean
0: i'm not paying for it i it needs to go in my house for
2: next year i want to use it for next year at school but then like if i'm gonna sell it for more than 100 obviously are you uh, gonna
0: bring it back here first or no
2: yeah no i'm not gonna bring it back here i'm just gonna leave it leave it in bloomington when i'm not there Hmm.
0: (sighs) what do you guys think it's a hundred dollar
2: i'll pay you the hundred dollars like i have a hundred dollars in my bank account i just don't have quick pay
0: i have is he on chase
2: yeah he has chase
0: all right tell he him doesn't
2: him have venmo or else i just send it
0: all right tell him to uh send me a thing i'll give you my email uh, at my email
2: I, he sent me his email so i'll just send it to you uh, thank you
0: well no send him my email and he can request it
2: all right sounds good is it at gmail.com that, that one not that it will
0: yeah right. oh man, that's, that's good anyway. all right i love you how's the podcast oh it's good oh yeah it's good we just finished bruce valanche was on it's our 100th episode what's up ben (sighs)
2: that's awesome
0: hennessy says
2: hi tell him i said
0: hi hi and patrick Um, says hi uh okay great okay
2: what else i gotta
0: go coach oh right when are you done are you coming over after i
2: don't know i'm gonna look at the postmates hotspots and it's really hot then like, i thought
0: taylor bit. was coming
2: what i thought taylor yeah was she's coming. having dinner with her family first
0: Oh, all right all right um, i got chicken milanese <laughs> i think she's,
2: uh, the, the, their favorite restaurant is carmine's so i think that's where they're going that's where she's coming from.
0: they're going to carmine's on 91st street
2: yeah that's like their favorite restaurant oh my
0: god should we go what? should we crash it
2: no oh all right <laughs> All right, I don't want to meet. I don't want to meet her family. She's a twin brother. That's weird.
0: What are you <laughs> talking about? <laughs> what if he's
1: attracted well, I, to like, him? I,
2: I don't want to like. I don't want to like meet him in that study. I don't know. That's weird.
0: That's so funny. <laughs> all right.
2: Yeah, he's friends with a lot of kids in Sandy, but he goes to Arizona.
0: Oh, all right.
2: <laughs> yeah, he didn't get into Indiana. Oh. Mm.
0: Yeah,
2: but I. What do you? What? Patrick's like but okay. All right, get but off. I did with the C plus average.
0: Right. All right. We don't need to tell everyone that. You got an A plus average, Henry. Okay? Uh, and got you got a, a perfect score. And you got a perfect score on your SATs. All right.
2: I did really well on my SATs. Right.
0: All right then. I love you. Bye. Am I gonna see you later?
2: Yeah, I'll come over.
0: Yeah. All do, right, you, bye. do you want me to put that stupid beer in the Oh, <laughs> I know. He left fucking Bud Light beer in his room. It's so disgusting. I'm like, Henry, you can't... Oh, God. All right. And then we're hanging up. Hello? 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 Okay, he fucking hangs up on me. All right, listen. This was fun. Yeah, I thought so. When I do... How old am I going to be when it's 200 shows? Mm, 50... Six? Oh, Four. God. I'm 54 now. 55. No! How oh, many maybe. weeks are there in a year? 52, you asshole! Oh. Yeah, I'll probably be 50, 55. Uh, oh, don't give me the fucking wrap it up. You said we had till five. It's 4.57 and 43 seconds. <laughs> my
1: boy, Patrick. Do you want me to read you my response to this guy?
0: All right, here's the response, and then we're leaving.
1: Doing that
0: time. I wasn't oh, right, go. Okay, so I said to Thomas. Thomas, who hates you? Who hates me?
1: Unfortunately... I also got this email, and good job for hurting my feelings. It always surprises me how a queer people can be so marginalizing and hateful. If you ever have any questions or actually want to be a productive member of your community, I still have love for you, which I do, even though I'm mad, and would be more than happy to answer any questions or arguments you may have regarding my gender or my place on the show that Judy has made the decision, not me, to have me part of. You've managed to disrespect us both equally. I hope you can see how and think before you write selfish, shitty things. You should know better as a gay man, but you don't. Sad.
0: <laughs> sad like like Trump said? Like no, when he like sad. it's sad.
1: No, like it's sad. All right,
0: it's a little angry. He's it's, entitled it's our to community, his opinion. Of course he is, but I'm entitled to respond. All right, well, don't put me in it. Because I think he's right. All right, listen. <laughs>
3: Uh, you know what?
0: I think he should get the fuck over here and just call Yeah, go already. fuck yourself. All right, listen. Thank you all for listening. Um, thank here's still- to another hundred. Listen, um it is our hundredth episode, and we have the most amazing guest. And he's about to walk in here. I'm super excited. So this like- stay tuned, people. Cause we'll be right back.
2: and waiting any longer. So let's bring her out. The star attraction, the one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen,
3: the one, the only, Ms. Judy Gold.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, are we rolling? I, I, I'm i not even going to give an intro because it's our 100th show. How about? And
3: um, there, me being incoherent, that's a 100.
0: And uh, Legend. I don't know even know what to say. I I, I love that I love him on many levels. <laughs> I loved f- his mother. We're on
3: forty four right yeah, now. Yeah, we're on forty
0: so. four. 40- oh, good night. is... Uh, I, I mean, if when you talk about showbiz, I mean literally, the it should just have your picture there. I mean, you.
3: It would scare have the horses.
0: Performed written. Music written comedy, written so much stuff for so many people and performed and written for newspapers and yeah. uh, and, and books no, and movies. True. And I, I just... My
3: God, and I've signed checks to suspicious people. Yeah,
0: and here he is. And I, here I am. From yeah. New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I can't even... I'm for clamped. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen,
3: Bruce Vilanche <laughs> for our thank 100th so. show. <laughs> oh my God, thank Yay! you. Yay,
0: Yay! Yay, we're 100. Bruce, I was late because I centennial. have to deal with my fucking kids that I, I didn't... I know,
3: it's hard when you deal with your fucking loved ones.
0: <sighs> I miss they, your mother.
3: Me too. I, I do, loved I your mother. She was fabulous. She uh, left at 95 a couple of years ago yeah. and, and her joke was, the first 90 years are easy. <laughs> it's the second <laughs> so, 90 year of bitch. Don't you think and, it's...
0: it's, it's uh, like, I have one adopted son and one yeah. bio son. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> It, but you are—I mean, you're adopted, but
3: you're—you're
0: mm-hmm. you're your mother. I mean, you're know. so—you well, know—nature, nurture, nurture. We were—we were,
3: we were uh, very close, and I had her for a right. long time. I you know, know you're I, lucky. I had her for sixty-seven years, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, that's a lot. Most people, you know, I have my dad for thirty years, right? So um, it's—that's—it's a heavy influence. It's yeah. just something you just can't sort of shrug off, unless. There was, unless you have a terrible break when you're younger, and you, you know, there's no remorse.
0: And it's interesting because you wanted to find your bio parents when you were thirteen. When I was
3: about thirteen, yeah. And then you just said, said, "Fuck it." I said, "That's it." You know, if they they're interested, they'll find me. Right. And, uh, and they kept saying well you know we, we put out the word we wanted a male Jewish baby and uh, we and it was kind of under the table right? because my Aunt Rose was a macher at the hospital oh she really was girl, she was a big deal yeah. yeah and so she put the word out among at OBGYN oh right that the next one that came in and, and I guess I came in and it was uh, they were like backseat boogie teenagers right. and they were not going to keep the kid right and so uh, that was how uh, it happened so fast but they kept saying well you know we were looking for this and, and this you exactly what we wanted and all that. And I kept, as life went on, I would fantasize. So finally, when the technology came along and you could spit in a cup and find out, you know, you you really were Imelda Marcos's third cousin. Right. Uh, I did that and it came back 99% East European Jew. Ah! I was exactly 99. what they ordered. I, that's so funny. I, was I did it too. Everything they had told me was true. Wait, do
0: you do <laughs> you have stunned. do you have any Neanderthal like I do?
3: No, I do have I have four, Neanderthal? I have my. Expert. I had point oh four percent Neanderthal. No, I oh no, but you know, I have to have it some, I don't know, I can't imagine I don't. Look at me. Uh, I mean, it's that's like so amazing. I look like a postage child. For, Do you think you know, they have any idea? The Nando's Club, uh, the people. Yeah, you know, I thought when I was on Hollywood Square. Right. I thought to myself, if I had had a baby. Right. Uh, you know in nineteen forty seven right and I kind of looked like me right and I'm looking at t v and I'm going, that that guy kind of right. looks like me How old is he when right. was he born? Gee, that's when we had that baby the right. I would have shown up, but they never did, so right. I figure that uh, either they were gone uh right. you know way back or uh they just weren't interested or right you know, they, Fuck really, that. they really really you had such tide. good parents though. I think you know i'm a I'm of a generation that a lot of people didn't want to admit that they had given babies up for Mm -hmm. adoption, and a lot of people didn't want to admit that they were adopted. The generation that followed mine is very eager to find all the, and the people who had babies who gave them up, who were 20 years younger than I am, are interested in, in after a certain point, finding out what happened to them.
0: That's amazing, because, all right, so my two kids, Henry and Ben, so they're anonymous sperm donor babies. So we know the mothers, Uh one's my ex and one's Mm -hmm. me and they've been contacted and they can find out and they actually have been contacted mm-hmm. by some of the other sperm donor babies and right. they have no interest in having really a relationship
3: with them yeah well uh, you know it, they might later i mean right. it's it's it really all depends on uh, like did your mother uh, care if you, I think she did, and right. that probably motivated me for a long time Not into to doing do nothing. It. Yeah, because I didn't want to hurt her. I, right. I mean, you know, I had the, the the requisite anger that we all have at our parents. Right. But I didn't. I, I knew there was no way I could do this without her feeling it would be some right. kind of of a, a a rejection. Right. And so I deliberately didn't do it. My father, who was a doctor and very methodical and all that, and he, at one point he encouraged me to do it because right. he thought it was. Because he's be, a scientist. Exactly right. And uh, I, I think she was the. You know, she didn't say anything, but I could just tell, you know, you know. that the, the body, no, lo- the body language No,
0: it's my Bruce. It's my Bruce. <laughs> the body I'm not language. I'm sharing.
3: You know, the bathroom. Yeah, the yeah. bathroom closes Wait, tight. <laughs> do you
0: remember, did your mother wear a house coat? My mother oh, yes. wore a house all coat. All the time. Yeah.
3: All the time. House coat and slip
0: When did they fucking go out, the house
3: coats? Like
0: uh, I, I just remembered that recently. Oh, my mother wore a house coat
3: I, I guess when uh, I don't know, maybe when when being a housewife went God, out. Yeah,
0: hello. <laughs> um, and Bruce, people didn't have
3: time to make costume changes just to come home and make a tuna salad.
0: Can you fucking believe that this shit? When I look, when I look back yeah. at the way women were treated,
3: mm. you know, just yeah. as
0: you know, flight attend well stewardesses, and they couldn't be pregnant, and they had to be the same. Right. I mean, it's unbelievable. How about girdles? How I remember my grandmother putting on a girdle and then yeah. it had those things at the yeah. end where you stuck your stuck stockings at, on. And it was,
3: it was, you couldn't breathe. Really, I was watching a Barbara Stanwyck picture the other night. From oh, the, that's shocking. The 1940s, yeah, really. Right. Because I'm a homosexual. Oh, right. And, uh, and so probably was she. Although yeah. nobody's ever gotten to the bottom of that You should pardon the right. expression. But she was, uh, she turned away from the camera and walked towards the door and it was, of course, deliberately shot that way so right. she, she could watch her ass as she walked. And she was in one of those pencil skirts and like, you know, a waist, a two-inch waist and I thought to myself, God, how did she keep that figure? And of course, as I was thinking it, I suddenly remembered Girdles. girdles, girdles. That's how she had. That's the figure. what spanks nobody, are. Nobody really had that right. figure. Yeah, and spanks are the return r- of the binders. girdles. The what r-
1: binders are the
0: trans uh, girdle? That's great. We're done with the trans
3: shit. No, okay? I, was, I it's uh, just my
0: experience. Uh,
3: <laughs> I was, uh, I was talking, I, uh, telling a small tale out of school. I was talking to, to Beth Midler, and uh, who's doing Hello Dolly? Uh, as want we me to speak. pick that up for yeah, you? Excuse me. I know. Now, Beth Midler. Wait, this is the Jew Bell. Right.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah. she's okay. also Hawaiian.
3: She is Hawaiian. Shout out. Did you she see is, Hello, uh, Dolly? The Wahini. Hi, Michael. I, I
0: haven't you know, seen it. I haven't seen uh, it. Uh,
3: I saw the final dress rehearsal, and I'm going to go see it tomorrow, actually, again, now, to see the embroidery. But the, but, uh, the point, the reason yes. I brought this up is, not, is that uh, she's in Hello, Dolly, yes. and Hello, Dolly is uh, the turn of the century, right. and everything is corsets. Right. All the women in the show have to wear corsets. And, of course, unless they have acted in something else- Right. Who has an experience of wearing a corset right. except maybe a drag queen? Right. And, and oddly enough, Bette in her early career yeah. used to wear corsets as uh, uh, outerwear. Right. She'd wear a corset and she'd have like flowers stuck in the cleavage and right. then door pants but she hasn't worn them in a long time and so now it's like the battle of the corset. Right. And every night is like a new chapter in the battle of the corset. Right. We may have to do a book the battle of the, of the corset.
0: I, I love her. I mean you've There was a movie I've called worked, Stop yeah. My
3: Girdle Is Killing Me yeah. which uh, it's a great script that she was going to make in the 70s that never got made and now every time we talk about it we say the title won't mean anything anymore. Right. I mean, if you say to millennials, "What's a girdle?" Right. You know, they'll they'll they don't know anything. They'll think it's a just you know, theater students. They'll think it's a device they haven't loaded down. Theater students know yet. what it is. Yeah, yeah, they have theater to wear it every know. day oh, to class. Long like
0: right, I did. Um, so, okay, so let's yeah. go back. Uh, you were born in New York, but you grew up in New Jersey, as did I. You're in Patterson. I grew up uh, in Clock.
3: Clark, New Jersey. clock well, clock was very nice. Oh, Clark,
0: Clark I hated it. clock
3: was much uh, more suburban. Patterson was an old, decaying city.
0: Right, but you know, a lot of <laughs> Jews. Yeah, they were. were, we were still there. And were very popular in high
3: school. Uh, I was, because I was in all the shows, right. and I wrote for the school paper, Right, and that was how I compensated for the fact that I was not athletic at all. Right, because that was the other way to be popular. Right. Mm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I was- But it's, uh, you're
0: lucky, because- Oh, Usually, I was. I mean, I was so unpopular. I was, and I was and funny, it,
3: and as Whoopi says, yeah. it gives you a head start.
0: Yeah.
3: You know, they, they can't hit you because you made right. them laugh, and right. then you get out of there. You disarm <laughs> them, yeah. You disarm you, them, exactly.
1: Or you hit yourself first. Did you go to <laughs> high school?
0: Is your, There
3: is that. <laughs> any other
0: famous people come out of your high school?
3: Uh, not while I was there, but... Um, uh, uh, Hurricane Carter. I mean, oh, Paris is nice. famous for criminals. Right. Um, my high school principal was Jolton Joe Clark with the baseball bat. Morgan no Freeman way. played him in Lean on Me. No. Oh yeah. As, yeah, as yeah, I was yeah. leaving, he came in. And uh, and who was uh, 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 Allen Ginsberg? Right. Uh, his father taught math at the other high school. No and way. So he would come and visit. And and you know he was our like for all the hipster kids because you know, it was that well, period. I, I, he I was know our that, that God. One of my mother's
0: really good friends' daughters who was a couple years older than me. Followed him around,
3: yeah, yeah. You know, like was, that
0: was, you know, that was her mm-hmm. life for like. Wow. And they, you know, Jews, yeah. and they were right. like, I, we don't know where Beth is. Right. Uh, uh-huh. She's somewhere. She, I don't know where Beth right. is. <laughs> uh, she's a wreck. I'm a wreck. Where's Beth? Uh-huh. So uh, <laughs> then you went to Ohio I State. I did. Like, how, like, where? You, how'd you pick Ohio State?
3: Well, it, it was as far as the leash would extend. Right. I was allowed a one hour flight from uh, oh. from from Newark. And I I had fabulous SAT scores in English and lousy in math. Right. I was like 310 in math. Right, right. And 800 in English. Yeah. And so I could never get into the places that I really right. wanted to go because they wanted you to have like exceptional both, scores yeah. and both. So uh, Ohio State had a great uh, journalism school and had a great theater department and it was an hour away by plane. Right. So it was, and a whole bunch of Jews were going. Right. Uh, uh, Richard Lewis, the comic. Oh, pr- yes, was from His father catered yes. my bar mitzvah. No way. Yes. Ambassador Caterers, Cedar yes. Lane Tina
0: Oh, I didn't know that. That was
3: me that was us uh he went and uh um no Leslie gore didn't go she was gonna go we were in we were in a school together but, right. she, but uh, she didn't go um but it was Richard Lewis and I uh, went eh, more dropping, and the Queen of Jordan. But we can't, you know. Oh no, that's Th- not that's worth. Sematic, mentioning.
0: but not. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah
3: exactly. Noor, but she was yeah. not Noor then. Then she was, <laughs> she was Lisa. She was Lisa. She was Lisa Hallaby. Her <laughs> father. Her father uh, was president of Pan Am, and wow. they were they were widely considered to be the richest Arabs in uh, the U.S. Right. And when the Queen of Jordan uh, was killed in a helicopter crash, yeah they were looking for an American uh, girl to become the next queen. And And, that's how, do you think she was in
0: love with him?
3: I think so, yeah. I think she really was. She was pretty. She was very pretty, yeah. yeah. I mean, she was... And she and did a lot. She was like, you know, the Grace Kelly for the right. uh, uh, latter day. Exactly. Exactly. And then what, what she did was the uh, the son, who's now the king, is right. the son of the first wife.
0: Oh, okay. And, so he's all but married. But he
3: is married to a woman who is the Queen of Jordan, Reina. Right. Raina. And so uh, Lisa... Raina is such a Jewish name. I know, isn't Go, it? Yeah. And yet, it's Jordan Yeah, <laughs> and so Jordana is a yeah, Jewish right. name. Yeah, mm. right. Yeah. So um, uh, she she stepped back to let right. this, let the daughter-in-law become the the queen, and now she's uh, you know she reigns over an apartment in Paris or something like that. Wow. But um, this was the and and um, uh, Judy uh, Judith Miller of the New York Times. Oh yes, Judith Miller, whose father was Bill Miller, who ran a nightclub called Bill Miller's Riviera, which was on the Palisades on Nine W. Really? Yeah, and, he, and you,
0: didn't your mother work there?
3: She was a dancer right. in in charity shows. She like would, what? Like, oh, the Daughters of Miriam, Home for the Aged. That was, yeah. yes, please. many, many, many of those. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we were very involved in that. And, you know, Hadassah, I mean, they all had big, they have a big gala every year, and right. she'd, wind up, she'd wind up dancing. So it.
0: she was, why do you think she never pursued performing?
3: Well, she, because she got married. She was, right. she was 19 or 20 when she got married. And uh, that was what they did. I mean, right. she, the That's what they did then. That's what they did. That's what they're does. doing. Come ilfo. <laughs> yeah <laughs> they uh um it wasn't really a career that she was like I mean she she got a kick out of doing it I don't right. think she ever seriously pursued it as a career because uh, she was you know like a Jewish Deb and her her right. father was in the tobacco business and, uh-huh. and uh, did they, she smoke uh, oh yeah well everybody smoked right I mean everybody smoked not just because that was the family business but everybody smoked yeah. yeah I mean I you know I smoked. I don't know if you smoked I, did. I, smoked, I smoked until until the 70s when I yeah I quit I
0: um I met. I smoked in high school at 15, and then I met Sharon, my ex's um, mm. parents, who smoked three packs a day, wow. and literally, we walked in the house, and they were like, <laughs> and uh, yeah. I fucking, I was like, no. And like, the walls were tinted, you know, like yeah.
3: gross right, tobacco, right, right. Oh. yeah. I I, I'd stopped, I didn't really smoke smoke. I was not like a smoker. Uh, there was I a loved point where I, w- where I was, but um, it was because I didn't want to eat. Right. And so I would smoke, but I smoked, uh, the uh, chilliest menthol cigarette you could find. Ew. It was called Iceberg Ten.
0: Ew! It was
3: like a Virginia Slim, and it yeah. was literally you—you you could put your face in front of the air conditioning unit and inhale. It was the same effect.
0: <laughs> I did Virginia Slim Light One Hundreds.
3: Uh huh. But you know yeah. what? I
0: had a dream the other night that I was smoking Marlboro Light One Hundreds.
3: Yeah. Ooh. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Was it to any particular uh, effect?
0: Well, Marlboro Lights were my go-to if they didn't have Virginia Slims.
3: Hundreds.
0: Oh. Gross. So that I know. Ne- Lights up. are the grossest tasting cigarette. It tastes like pepper. Uh-huh. Tastes Shut like the fuck up. Pepper. No one yeah. smokes anymore. I love okay. You. Um. Wait. And then. Uh. Wait. There was another. Oh, my mother. I remember. Uh, when she was going through menopause. Uh, no, no one's. My father did smoke. He was in the army yeah. and everything. He was born oh, yeah. in nineteen sixty. Chesterfield. My father. He, I don't even know what he smoked. And then he had a massive heart attack when I was four, and then he stopped. That's when my
3: my father had a heart yeah. attack and he stopped. And also, then he yeah. lived another twenty three <laughs> years. But he was my father was you know one of those guys. But he, then he was totally. so healthy. My after oh the, yeah uh, after yeah. that he uh, yeah he really and he was an optometrist but he he. Uh, yeah, they all smile. I mean, they're all those. You know, if you look at the old movies, oh, all the jokes everyone. about the doctor. There's always a scene in the doctor's office where the doctor's, doctors puffing smoking, on the cigarette. Yeah. And saying, you know, you really got to cut down yeah. on this alcohol consumption. as yeah. mm-hmm. through the smoke haze, he's talking to the guy. But,
1: um, cigarettes Ma-ara, were good ma- for you. What they, they used to have? Cigarettes were good for you.
3: Oh well, yeah, those ads all the time. They yeah. were. They promoted digestion.
1: Oh wow! Yeah. Well, it's uh, nice yeah, after, it's after a, a lucky, meal.
3: Uh, LSMFT, with lucky LSMFT. Yeah. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. That was part of their pitch. Was they they they're good after a meal. Mm. Because they promote digestion? They're good after. So. Yeah.
0: All right. Anyway, but my I remember good my mother Can I finish my fucking mother going through menopause story? You must. So of course i she'll do it again. <laughs> I remember um she had these Eve cigarettes. Remember them? Yes. They were like they had a design of right, flowers right, right. all over. And it, they were just single cigarettes. And I remember seeing uh-huh. them on the bookshelf. And I was like, wait, my mother's smoking Eves and then Eves. Yeah. And Not then, to be
3: confused with Summer's Eve.
0: No. no. And then my sister, I said to my sister, my sister's like, "Steve, steal a cigarette. This is totally my family. Steal a cigarette from mommy and meet me in the bathroom and we'll try it. So we go upstairs. Of course, I have to fucking steal the cigarette because right, yeah. I go upstairs and we you know, we light it and we take a puff and I am and I fucking love it, you know? Because yeah. I'm oh, like wow. the arty kid, you know? Yeah, right, right. And I'm like, Ugh. Yeah. and then uh, <laughs> she's like, put it out, put it out! You know, because she's the older sister and has to right. ruin everything. And then, I don't know, a couple days later, I'm like, Jane, I got another cigarette. And she's like, mommy, Judith (laughs) is still, I know. (laughs) No. Judith is stealing your cigarettes. Uh Yeah. And then I just used to sneak up in there. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring
1: radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
0: So you go to Ohio state. Yeah. And then you end up in Chicago.
3: Yeah. Well, uh, I uh, And you work
0: for the Tribune?
3: I did. Yeah. yeah. I did. I was always uh, I was a child actor and then I was yeah. Oh, I, that's
0: right. I forgot to talk about that. I, I
3: was never a child star. Otherwise, we'd be a rehab. But you time did. You <laughs> did. Yeah, right. You but might your not be mother
0: either. was your mother like sing out Louise or uh, no, no, they they
3: actually they they weren't pushy. They Saw that I was happy when I was doing that, so right. they encouraged it, and they, they should have had more. Ca- well, they, no. Well, they, did. didn't, they they talked about it, but they, they they my father said, "Well, we hit the jackpot the first you, time." They really did. I, yeah, and when he said that to me, I thought, "Well, that's well, one of the things I remember him saying to me." Yeah. You know, was well, we hit the jackpot with you? Why would we want another? Aww. And whenever I feel like you know I'm mad about anything, and feel that I remember that moment it's and nice. thinking he didn't have to say that. Right. You know, of all the things what to What a say. loving dad. I know. He was also, I mean, that was part of his vernacular because right. he was a high roller. He liked to gamble. He was one of those guys who went to uh, who, Europe in World War II and shot crap on the ship all the way over. Right. And while and all the way back. These are the guys who uh, created Vegas. And right. And guys and dolls. Yeah, and guys and dolls. Well, yeah. there was, yeah. And those guys went out west and they created Vegas. Right. And so he was always going. They were always flying him in. Oh, my God. Was, my uh, father yeah. was there. So head. I, of course, oh, yeah. was seeing every show in Vegas. That's so great. <laughs> He'd park me in, in you know this at makes the table. So He'd go so much you'd sense. go to these
0: Vegas shows and he would be gambling. He'd be gambling how old were you?
3: Unless it was oh, I was nine or ten when we started. And where was Henny? Uh, she would come occasionally. She was not crazy about Vegas, because right? She didn't like any place where you could sit in the in a t-shirt in the best seat in the house. She was very classy. Yeah, your she mother. was very. Extremely always classy. looked she,
0: dressed to the yeah, nines.
3: Just she was all
0: hair done, beautiful. Just
3: so she was always pulled she together. She just fucking
0: loved you. All right, yeah.
3: so you go to the Tribune. So I go to the Trib, and uh, because I uh, knew I was, if I came to New York to um, uh, act, I would wind up uh, auditioning uh, against people who were older than I was uh, because I was heavy and I had a deep voice and I looked older and I thought I'd never get work. So uh, I took the journalism degree and I was writing about show business, which I knew a lot about. But wait,
0: can we go back to the Miami Herald?
3: Yeah, well, that was the first one. The Miami Herald was... You
0: had had an internship. I had the internship at the Miami Herald. And a body floats by.
3: That's true, yeah. In The the first day. Bay. Uh-huh. A body, I was looking out my window, just to say, well, waiting for an assignment, and I'm looking down there, and there's a body. Just Yo. quietly rippling along. <laughs> what the shit? Right? At, at, You're supposed to be here. Yeah, I know, yeah. and I yeah. I went running, screaming into the city. There's a body floating outside, and then, and we, then you got the you and they got said, okay, the story. Okay, right about it. This is apparently it was not the first body that had been floated Wait, by. Wait, do, do you remember who it was? It was a minor. Uh, this was before like um, the Marielle and, and before Miami was really Cuban. This was right. like '68, and it was a, a, a low level kind of, of mobster guy. Um, wow! Yeah, it was. I can't remember his name. It was uh It was Italian. Was that name your with first dead L's body that you a... saw? No, I had seen. <laughs> I had seen one. I had oh, seen right. a couple in various situations. Right, right. But um, uh, this was. I mean, it was the first bloated right. and shark nibbled dead body. Wow. And, and of course, you know, oh. fisher, fishermen were gathering around it and they, you know, if they could drag it in, they would, they were wondering if there was a bounty yeah. or any kind of reward right. or anything like that. And so then, then the, the the police boats came and, and, but I got to go down there and do and the And you story. want to pull a Pulitzer Prize for the- uh, Well, uh... the funny part was I had been uh, uh, hired to do things like the Jackie Gleason interview. Right. You know, and so here I was with the coroner. Yeah. <laughs> you know? uh-huh. <laughs> Medical examiner's office. You know, That's it was hilarious. like that. It was like a scene from CSI Miami, except the lighting was not like a disco, yeah. and <laughs> nobody was glamorous, and nobody was wearing you know uh, Dolce and Gabbana smocks. Oh, I shame. love it. I know it was well. It was it was pretty pretty ratty, and but they were still explaining. Well, you see the femur. This here was this is probably a barracuda. <laughs> right. <laughs> Took this. That's hilarious. So, as a
1: comic, do you think in that moment, how is this funny? Oh, and sure. Start writing. Yeah. That's yeah.
3: If I, when I, if I were to do a routine about it, it would sound something like this. I mean, I've never done one, but uh, uh, it's a, it's a thought. Thank you for putting this in my head now. Oh God! Do not give him I'd fucking positive that, reinforcement. That this had happened yeah, don't yeah. do that. Yeah. No, all right. Miami, I might succeed. Miami is such an exotic place. I mean, it was it was sleepily exotic then and glamorous, and now it's like you know oh, bling it. filled and nutsy and. So
0: all right. So you're at Chicago Tribune. Um, yeah, and you're writing and you're writing about show business. I'm writing about Finally. show
3: business, and I meet Bette Midler,
0: right? So you go to this club, she bombs.
3: <laughs> she didn't bomb.
0: Oh, it says I read that oh, she the, didn't do well, but you loved
3: her so much, I, you wrote. Well, that's actually true, you know. I mean, they didn't know what to make of her, right? Um, but once the word got out, people started coming to see her, it, right. she was opening for Jackie Vernon.
0: Oh, my god, Jackie
3: Vernon was a deadpan comic mm-hmm. who had he, he looked kind of like George Went. That was the you know the basic yes. look uh, from Cheers, and it was things like
1: uh,
3: <laughs> uh, um, when I was a kid I was unwanted. Now I am wanted in thirteen states, <laughs> and the audience would laugh, and he would never change expression. Right, right, he would, right. He was, a dead he was Stephen expression. Wright. He w- actually yeah, except that they, they they it wasn't observations like that. It right. was just sort of things like I was so uh, unloved I was run over by the welcome wagon. Those kinds right, of things. Right, stuff. right, right. And. Um, uh, And the audience kind of looked like him too. It looked kind of like a bus driver's convention. And 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 she went on before him. him Came on. She opened for him, and uh, she came out. Yeah. What what did she do? Well, she was wearing um, (laughs) uh, a blouse that was unbuttoned and uh, cummerbund and and pants and spring elaters and a a lot of red hair with a a gardenia or an orchid in it. How
0: old is she? Uh, Twenty four.
3: Right. And um, uh, and no bra. And this is like 1970. No bra, which uh, she used to. Uh, I she said it was it was a feminist uh, statement. Agreed. And I said, in your case, it's a terrorist act. <laughs> <laughs> and she came out, and her opening number was "Shaboom." Yeah, "Shaboom, oh, yeah. Shaboom." Yeah. and she would shake the tits so as she was singing "Shaboom." And of course, this audience kind of went. Uh, what the Come forks were on, dropping, yeah, people choking on salad. When <laughs> what, is, what is this apparition? And then she proceeded to do this show and it was so unusual. I mean, it was, she went from ballads from the 30s and then she would do Andrews Sisters and then she would do rock and roll and then right. she would take uh, a rock and roll song like Do You Wanna Dance and slow it down. Yeah. So it was a really romantic ballad. And every choice was so intelligent and unusual. And uh, a couple of Laura Nero songs. Oh, uh, I love know, Laura that, Nero that everybody tried to cover, but you know, you can't sing like Laura Nero, right. so, but she found a way right. to do, I mean, it was just the most exceptional 45 minutes and uh, and when she got done, I said, well, I'm, I have to I mean they, they kind of like you know, because they'd never <laughs> they didn't appreciate before. it they right. loved. You know, she got two guys up on stage and, and they became her backup singers called Betty and uh, the Bang Bang." Right. and <laughs> they sang, "Why do Fools Fall in Love?" Right. And you know they got to do ooh. Wah, Ooh, wah, ooh, wah. and um, so they liked all that stuff, and they liked when she sang the gut-wrenching ballads because they were gut-wrenching. Uh, and then they loved so, her as much as they could. as much as they could. And then Jackie came on. But um, the uh, I said I wrote about us, and uh, the thing appeared a day later. And she called me and she liked it a lot. She said, "You're a very funny writer. It's a great column." And I said, "Well, you're very funny." She's did you meet her that night? I met her that night. Yeah, I went up and an did interview you, did her that Did she night. know?
0: Oh, so she knew you In were going to write shows, it. Between
3: shows, yeah. And uh, she, I said, what you was should she talk like? for. Uh, She was uh, well. She looked crazy. I mean, right. she had red hair that was all over the place. You would you yeah. would relate, and uh, and 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 tremendous energy and incredible body language. All of it. Right. Her, uh, she I still mean, she's has. so
0: fucking talented. And I mean, yeah.
3: such an intelligence. Uh, right. I mean, such an intelligence, and also, I mean, she's a sponge. I mean, she absorbed yeah. from everybody who she worked with, and uh, she had. Uh, after that, when I started writing for her, I, I began meeting all the people around her, and she she was surrounded with people who were incredibly talented, who she had found. Barry Manilow right. was the piano player. Uh, the first backup singer was <sighs> Melissa Manchester. Uh, we had... Oh my God, uh,
0: I, I just... Wait. We had
3: an... Uh, an uh, we needed uh, a voice. To do some high harmony backgrounds, and that was Luther Vandross.
0: Yes, I remember that. Four hundred
3: pounds, and was afraid to go on stage. Um, She had been in Fiddler on the Roof, and uh, the uh, the wardrobe mistress on Fiddler on the Roof was Norma Kamali, and Norma Kamali designed outfits for her. That's unbelievable. Michael Bennett was somebody she had run into, and he did the original choreography. Right. I mean, everybody, she kept running into these people who... Who were on the cusp. They were on the cusp, but they got her, and she got them. And what it really was was, of course, geniuses meeting each other and saying... I can learn from this person. So did
0: you move east with her?
3: No. I stayed in Chicago for five years, right. and I would go on the road with her, and eventually the Tribune said, uh, you work here. Uh, you can't really be on the road all the time. And you
0: said, go fuck yourself. Well,
3: what had happened was, <laughs> among the things that occurred in the five years was Betts Dresser, who was a, 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 a woman named Fayette Hauser, who was one of the, drop, one of the few, <laughs> uh, this is going to be a lot of bells, okay. one of the, the only female uh-huh. coquettes which in San Francisco was a huge deal. The right. cockettes were uh, a, a drag act, but they were a San Francisco um, performance art before there was such a thing. Right. They came to New York and they bombed, but they were huge in San Francisco. And the, the drag queens there were like, like Pristine Condition and Goldie Glitters, <laughs> t- Tomato Duplenty. And Fayette was one of the few actual real women in the thing. Fayette had, was Betts Dresser. Because right. she was in New York to see if she liked New York, and so she signed on. She was bed dresser, and she was totally crazy and inspired and genius. And she had a brother, Tim Hauser, who had started a group called the Manhattan Transfer.
0: Oh, I never heard of them.
3: Right, and well, because you're not a millennial. I'm but. kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, we went to see them, and Bet immediately got her manager to s- sign them, and we put an act together, and uh, the manager brought Ahmed Erdogan. She got Ahmed Erdogan, who she was recording for at Atlantic, and he signed them in- to a record deal.
0: Who's and the manager?
3: Aaron Russo. No,
0: no oh, Italian. It was, Sorry.
3: No, Jewish. Oh, okay. Jewish. Uh, you know, Aaron, that,
0: they're all uh, no, he yeah. was.
3: He's like you know, heavy Sephardic, oh, Mediterranean. Oh, okay. got ya, got ya. And, um, and then... Uh, Fred Silverman, who was running CBS at the time, came and saw them and put them on TV as a host of a variety show, and it was a summer of sh- summer replacement show, replaced chair, and uh, and I went out in the summer of '75 to write the show, and with Fayette, she was one of the writers, and one of the other writers was Joel Silver, who then became a huge Hollywood yeah. producer. And uh, we did these four shows, which everybody loved. Nobody watched because we were opposites. Uh, we, uh, what the hell were we opposite? We were opposite sixty. No, we were on after, instead of sixty minutes, something like oh, that. Oh god! Nobody watched us, but right. um, but it was uh, the reviews were sensational. What year was this? Oh. Seventy five. And this was. So I do do
0: you feel like that was the heyday of the variety shows, or
3: it was the beginning of the end? Yeah, because cable had come in, right? And and I
0: remember because variety shows were huge huge yeah. part of my... They were
3: huge. Yeah. It was the end. Carol Burnett yeah, Carol. was on. Mac Davis was on. Yeah. The last one really was Barbara Mandrell and the Mandrell right. sisters. Yes. There had been, a, there were a whole lot of uh, lousy ones that got uh, Sonny programmed. and Cher, Donny, well, Donny, Donny and were, Marie, which I, you wrote which for. Which I wrote, yeah. And Brady, the Brady Bunch variety. Yes,
0: I, I remember that. And
3: uh, Tony Orlando and Dawn was right. on then. and. Uh, Do you think there they'll were... ever come back? No, I think it's difficult because uh, the the event idea of them of, of having to sit down at eight o'clock on a Tuesday and see what's going I on. I know, and and also, I mean,
0: American Idol is kind of that. It's, you know, well, th-
3: th- that's what variety yeah. is now. It's it's variety with competition. They've right. added the competition factor, and now there are a million of those shows. Right. So uh, I miss a, it a, though. A straight variety show would be like Well, there's no, no there's nothing at risk. Right. So um, it, it would be hard. It just would be hard. People have tried, but it would be really hard to do it. And also, there's a, a standards thing where SNL can do so much. Right. Even now, they, what they've quietly started doing is live SNL at 8:30 right. all across the country. Right. So um, uh, we watch it in LA at 8:30 on Saturday nights, which is a whole different set of standards for what you can say and do right. than what do you they can do at 11:30. No. They don't, They no. They don't. I don't, yeah. I don't think I've, they've encountered a the belief you th- at all. Um, Which means the standards have changed because they've had. They have to keep up with HBO and right, of and, course, and Netflix and everything else. So the networks have quietly bent as far as they can, and they, you know, they have a deal with certain sponsors. They tell them, look. You may not want to buy time on this show right. because this and that is gonna happen. Mm. And uh, and so but there there doesn't seem to be a shortage of sponsors who wanna sponsor shows like that. What
0: about do you um, have any feelings about the Smothers Brothers show? It was, brilliant it was a brilliant yeah. I mean one season. Mm-hmm. I mean it's ridiculous. Was it, only one? it was one season wow. cuz they got kicked off. Well, because off.
3: it was yeah, I mean yeah. the the world was so different when I mean, there were the three channels in the, right. those days and it was uh it was heavily political and yeah you know, there's always been that that right-wing thing of like, well, we don't want to mix uh, politics with entertainment. Right. You know, that's <laughs> a bad idea. And uh and you know, enough people were, were trying to sell things. I mean, even I remember on the Barry Manilow special oh. uh We had, I forget who the guest was, I think it was was Connie Stevens. And there was a guy on the set from Kraft Cheese, which had bought out the whole show. And he came on and he said that Connie Stevens had to uh, uh, zip up her cleavage. She couldn't show as much cleavage. And Connie said, I want to kiss that man. No one's ever said that to me in my entire career. Uh,
0: (laughs) I love that. So long.